do you want your dream to be featured on our podcast? Do you have a recurring dream that drives you wild? A sex dream that leaves you feeling dirty? A nightmare that makes you feel guilty? Head over to www.wildestdreamspodcast.com and click the submit tab. Once you're there, fill out our form and submit your dream as text. Prefer to send audio? You can always drop us a line at our email, submit at wildestdreamspodcast.com. Each week, we'll feature one dream that we will try our damnedest to decipher. It's listeners like you that keep our dream alive. This is Brian Frazier. You're listening to The Daniel White Show. <laughs> her, her <laughs> I'm going to try to do this. Man. Okay, hold on. I'm not good with rolling my tongue. It's okay. I'm rolling my R's. Head. <laughs> head at her. Head. Do it. Okay, do it again. One more time. Eh. Head. Eh. So how would you say your full name, Alina Herrera? Well, my full name legally is Alina Maria Herrera. I don't have the Rosa, which is the second last name as usual um, Spanish-speaking people have because I was born in New Jersey and my mom was like, let's not do all that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. She thought because I was born in New Jersey that it wasn't a thing. But it could have really? been. <laughs> so if you were in San Juan or wherever, you would have taken that that name. Yeah. Interesting. My mom's last name, which is Rosa. Rosa. You so you didn't take Rosa. I didn't. Not legally. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you weren't in the environment that. Okay. Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Alina Herrera. Muy bien. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Daniel White Show. Today we have a very special guest. I was trying to figure out where we initially met, but I know it was in college. <laughs> yes. And I saw you did music, um, and I was like, what the hell? And you were a very interesting person back in college, too. I enjoyed being around you, but I saw the music, and I was like, oh, I want to talk about that with her, because that'd be freaking awesome. <laughs> and I found out you're a Spanish teacher and all that, so this will be a very good conversation. <laughs> um, but Alina Herrera. Mm-hmm. Herrera. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I cannot roll my R's to save my life, but <laughs> the best I could. But thank you for coming. Of course. Thank you yes. for inviting me. Of course. It was uh, probably random when I hit you up. I'm sure you were like, what? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, like I said, I heard the music and I was like, man, this is super dope. So I want to talk about, you know, that and all that. Um, but obviously, we got to start with the icebreaker question before we get into the conversation. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to pull from this deck okay. and pull from, from uh, no, pull from this side. Okay. It's going to be great. And I think there's two different sides to the card. So just pick whatever you want you want for this one. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's two questions on one side. Yeah. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I get to choose? You can choose whichever, whichever you want. I think one's a little deeper and one's kind of not as deep. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not ready. Okay. I'm going to choose what is one thing that is unique about the place you grew up? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Puerto Rico. Yes. I was born in New Jersey, but at the age of five, my parents moved to Puerto Rico. And so um, I was raised there pretty much from the age of five till the age of 18 when I graduated high school. Um, and I, w- I guess I would say one unique thing about that place was the people. Yes. I've read um, that, yeah. The people out of all things, right? Because Puerto Rico is 
la isla del encanto. There's so much about Puerto Rico that makes it unique. Um, but when I came to North Carolina, I would find myself in a culture shock of the people, of how, you know, we carry ourselves about. Mm. And so uh, nothing bad, nothing good necessarily, but I would say it took me some time to acculturate myself yeah. and understand people. And I would say... Um, one thing about Puerto Rico is that we're very dependent on each other, even really? friends and neighbors. Okay. Um, so it's not a bad thing to make yourself at home, to ask for water, to, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, to, to share your food and all that stuff. And so coming here and, and being exposed to the North Carolina culture was very, um, also had a lot of similar things in that fashion, um, with hospitality and all that, but it was more like in the like it's more independent here like you take mm, care of your own yeah and you gotta ask if you need help right yeah. um or if you want something yep um, absolutely so i would say that's that's one thing that i find unique that's interesting so i guess coming to north carolina obviously deep south i guess it's not really deep south but this is stuff um so what were some of the times where it was kind of weird for you to like obviously you said there was more Everyone was, I guess, codependent there. Like, everyone is more of a community area in right. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Here is more independent. So, was that probably the biggest shock you ever really faced? Yes. Was that people were kind of, like, kind of reserved to themselves? Yeah. Not really I, inviting? Yeah, and I think it was more of a personal shock because I took it personal. I felt like... Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've, it, it was very hard for me to acculturate in that aspect. And not because I wasn't as independent. Because in Puerto Rico, my mom, you know, grew... Uh, raised me to be very independent, I would say. But it's it's the culture, it's it's the expectation of how people carry themselves, right? So when I came here, it it took me some time to realize that when I'm around people, North Carolina people, right? It's kind of like I don't know how to explain. It. I'm kind of getting myself yeah it makes i mean i definitely have heard that i've heard that before that's yeah. what i'm saying being other places being way more community driven is not weird for doors being unlocked and people coming in and you the more hospitality thing where people come in eat dinner and help each other and yeah. whatever it's definitely more like a i mean you do that here go over someone's house without you know uninvited is probably saying it's kind of weird but in other places yeah. it's like nah we, we welcome that we want people to come over and we want strangers to come by and feed them and yeah. converse and all that here is that's <laughs> kind of weird to, yeah, to do that you know yeah. what i'm saying so it, it make it makes perfect sense and i've heard that from a lot of different people in a lot yeah. of different countries yeah and so i think where i was going with that is i i got into a little bit of a depression because i didn't feel that kind of love or attention or community yeah from here but yeah. um i ended up uh meeting a lot of uh mexican friends because i associate that culture to be very similar yeah and it kind of, I kind of felt like home with my Mexican family friends, I love and that. they became my family. And I, you know, you know, grew past that depression because I still, you know, went to school and had a job and you know did all other stuff. But then my way to balance all that was to be with my friends. I love that. Okay, we're gonna come back to your family life in a second. Let me answer the question first, and then we'll jump into your okay. to you growing up. Uh, I grew up in High Point, so not far from here at all. Um, I would say the unique thing about unique unique thing about High Point is probably. The furniture market. I don't know. I mean, when I grew up, it was it was so weird. 
going there now is wild because you have High Point University, which is kind of taking over that whole area. Mm-hmm. But when I grew up there, the only unique thing about High Point was furniture market. You know, mm-hmm. we were the furniture capital of the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. Every twice a year, people would come in and it would be chaos for two weeks mm-hmm. uh, out of the year. Other than that, not much. I mean, High Point's a very small town, city type place. There's not a lot going on. Um, when I grew up, it was weird growing up there because you had to like, find things to do, you know, especially before you had a car. Um, right. So I wouldn't say there's anything super unique about High Point. It yeah. was pretty diverse, which is cool for a small town in North Carolina, but Furniture Market is probably the most unique part. Yeah. Also, yeah. I lived in High Point when I moved to from Puerto Rico to North Carolina. My first place of, of living was High Point. Wait, where'd you go to high school? I graduated in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. But gotcha, when I okay. came here, my plan was to go to UNCG. I didn't get accepted the first oh. go round because I applied late because Puerto Rico high school, you end later in the school year like a in the summer kind of yeah oh yeah so when i applied and did all that i didn't really have any guidance i just kind of did it myself and oh i didn't get accepted first go around because they were at their capacity for that for the psychology department um so i ended up going into gtcc you were gtech for two years two well yes a two-year program but it took me a little longer (laughs) Before you went to UNCG. Yeah. Wow. I did not know you had some roots in High Point. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What I part of High Point? worked at Walmart the one, Oh, wait. The one on North Main? On uh, North Main, yeah. Anthony worked there. Did oh you know my that? God. Yeah. Okay, that's probably yeah. where. Yeah. Anthony worked there. Oh, my God. Let me guess the years. 2009-ish to about yep. maybe 12. Yep. That's, you, that's it. Maybe <laughs> that's a connection. Yeah. That has to be it. And yeah, another friend there was his name Kevin. He also did the carts with he did. Anthony was a cart person. He did the carts outside. That was his okay. job. And that is insane. Yeah, he worked at North Main High Point for, for years. That's it. Thank you. Oh my god! I worked on customer service. That's yes, point, yeah. that has to be the point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yo, working at Walmart that had to be. It was hard. <laughs> that had to be insane. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I like to choose my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Okay, so we'll we'll get to we'll get to where you came to High Point, but I want to talk about you were growing up in New Jersey. Okay. Or born in New Jersey, you moved mm-hmm. to Puerto Rico when you were how old? I was five. You were five years old, so you had five years in New Jersey. Do you remember any of it? Um, I could barely remember what I did yesterday. But, okay, um, that's very fair. Very I've, fair. I've, you know, I've seen pictures and I you know have little flashbacks of my house and uh, I had a pool. You had a pool house. in New Jersey? And, yeah. It was their first house <laughs> in New Jersey. Um, but it was like those, not a real pool. It was like the above oh, God, but, ground Okay, yeah, pool. yeah. But yeah. still, though. <laughs> remember that pool? <laughs> I, uh, That's cool. I was baptized in New Jersey. I remember pictures of being baptized there. Interesting. Um, preschool. Uh, but not much. Not much? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's insane. And what reason did you, the family, have to move back to, a uh, move to San Juan? Well, my mom's side of the family is from Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, and so my grandmother at one point lived in New Jersey, which is why I think we were in New Jersey at one point. Um, and she moved back to Puerto Rico. Mm. And so my mom, I guess, still wanted the support of her mother. And that so... Makes sense. The job outlook in New Jersey at that time, I guess, wasn't good. Mm. Um, so, uh, after marrying, uh, after she married my father, they moved to Puerto Rico. 
and I, I, I really don't know, honestly. I have something yeah. I have to ask my mom about, but it, that's all I know. <laughs> wow. So I took y'all back there, and grandmother yeah. was in Jersey with y'all at the time and yes. moved with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, was she living with y'all at the time, too? Um, I think for a little bit, but then uh, my dad and my mom ended up getting a house. Oh, place. Uh, not a house, but renting a place. And wow. So was it, I would say that'd be a little culture shock for you moving from New Jersey to even back to Puerto Rico. Yeah, I was five, so I knew English more than I did Spanish. Oh, yeah. I mean, my vocabulary was still growing, right? Yeah. Or developing. Um, but uh, I don't really remember much of, of that. Um, yeah, yeah. But growing up, I did, of course. Yeah, of course. Up. You went there, and obviously Spanish became like a your your uh, primary yeah. way of communicating, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, that'd be kind of crazy. You going through, well, obviously your parents you're, were, were Spanish-speaking, of course, so you probably got that from your parents. But going there and like really primarily doing Spanish, was that kind of odd? Do you remember? So I always lean toward English because... My mom spoke more English to me. Okay, um, Spanish. She was born in New Jersey, too, so she grew up there. Um, uh, but my dad, interestingly, he would he would try to speak to me in Spanish. Yeah. He's actually from Cuba. and Oh, really? Yes. And so he learned English as a second language. So, But because Spanish was not really my uh, second language yet... Um, my dad would have to speak to me in English, but he would he would switch. Gotcha. Because he would struggle with English, so then he would. Yeah. So we were, you know, battling a little bit. You're just like, what? I know English. Yeah. What are you saying to me? Let me teach you some English yeah. and some Spanish. Still give and take. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, school helped a lot. You know, my friends at school would speak Spanish primarily, and then English as a second language at times, or just Spanish. So I would learn by yeah. just exposure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the schools in Puerto Rico, did they did they teach English as well, you said? Yes, so okay. pretty much all schools teach English as a second language. Um, That's so, I hate that we don't do that here. Yeah. In in, yeah. in, uh, in, in the United States, it's, it's freaking insane that we don't do that. Yeah, well, I think it's not, well, it's not mandatory for graduation, but it is required for like, if you do want to go to college, um, mm. and you get to choose, like it could be Spanish, French, Latin, um, yeah. like yeah, really, mm-hmm. you have to learn one of those. Well, they they encourage you to do so. If you don't pass it, you can still graduate. Okay, um, but I think you have to take it in high school. If I'm not mistaken, wow, yeah. I'm pretty actually. You know what? I don't know if in all high school. I took. I did that. No, that, I did that in um high school. I did do that. We took mm-hmm. like. It was like two semesters. It was yeah. not enough to really be fluent, yeah. but you, I think you did have to pass some sort of language mm-hmm. to graduate mm-hmm. in where I went. And I went to High Point Central okay. uh, with Anthony. Yeah, oh, we okay. that. Yeah, we went to high school together. Um, wow. I wish that there were some, I think there's some schools here who actually teach, there's like a teach English and Spanish all throughout the K through 12. But that should be mandatory yeah. everywhere, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, Spanish <laughs> speaking is just, just primary here than, as English is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, back in Puerto Rico, yes. uh, with your family. Yes. Now that how was that dynamic? Was it were y'all pretty close, everyone? Um yes and no. So at one point my parents divorced. Mm, um yeah. and I I was still very young, so I didn't feel it much. Like I think a year or two after we moved to Puerto Rico, they divorced. 
Um, but yes, we're still very close. Like my dad was always there for me. We would spend the weekends together. Yeah. Um, my mom was more of a workaholic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, so she would just provide the essentials for me and she was still there for me, of course. Um, but the bulk of my, I guess, I'm trying to find the right words here. Mm-hmm. Um, fun and uh, go, you know, going out to the movies, to the beach, snorkeling, riding bicycles, playing tennis. Like all of that was with my dad. Most of it was, uh, was with my dad. It's funny. I think a lot of people have that fun parent. Yeah. And a lot of people have that more discipline, aggressive, like whatever parent. That's how my parents are. My parents yeah. are also divorced. Yeah, and yeah. my dad's way more the loose, let's go do this, yeah. flow through life. My mom's yeah. way more like, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And in my mom's defense, she had a lot of pressure on her. She had a lot going on. And um, yeah. Yeah. and she she literally was the one who financially supported us for a long time. So. Gotcha. And you are have siblings? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I have one older brother. Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. And you said y'all were pretty close, too. Mm-hmm. Let's hanging out. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Puerto Rico, just, I don't know, Puerto Rico just seems like it's a very cool place to visit. Yes, you know? I haven't been since probably five years, because since COVID hit, I've just been so paranoid with it, and... You know, I've, I've had it already, so I know how devastating it is. Oh, um, so you did have it at one point? Yeah. Oh. Probably two, three times already. <laughs> and I got my vaccine and everything. Um, but this happened, I think, before the vaccines came out. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And so I'm just paranoid, you know, if I had it, give it to my family over there. Oh, you know, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Vice versa. So I just oh. haven't traveled. But this summer, it's going to happen. Yeah, happening. It's, it's going out. Happen. I love that. Yes. Um, well, so growing up for a little bit, you moved here after you graduated from high school, um, moved to North Carolina. So did you know kind of like what you wanted to do with your life no. like back in Puerto Rico? No. You were just kind of going through and hanging? What were you doing? Like, wait, wait, what, what were you into? Um, Sorry, in Puerto Rico or here? Puerto Rico. Like before you got here, like what did you have any? Oh, yeah. Were you doing music? Were you do, what were you doing back then? I was always into music ever yeah. since I was a kid. Um. I always had rhythm. I was dancing. I was um, in yes. ballet at one point. Oh, and then ballet. I went to jazz as a child. Um, wasn't really professional. It was just like, take care of my kid. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. And I learned so much. And um, But when I graduated high school, um, my high school, it was a university prep. It was Wesleyan Academy in Puerto Rico. Oh, my. What? Mm-hmm. Wesleyan in Puerto Rico? Yeah. That's crazy. Wesleyan at High Point. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's wild. So it's a, it's supposed to be a really, you know, it's a good school. It was a good school. It prepared me. I struggled, right? Yeah. Um, I ended up finding out in college that I have ADHD. Um, wow. Uh, so I didn't know that back then. And I just like pushed through and, you know, hung to my friends that were geeks. And like they helped me study and <laughs> yeah, get focus. through the classes. And um, so all I knew was that my mom was moving to North Carolina. Yeah. And... She said, hey, if you want to stay for your last year of high school in Puerto Rico and graduate, you can do that. Live with your brother until the year is over, and then you'll come live with me in North Carolina. Yeah. Because she was my support. She was my yeah, that was your rock. person who supported me. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I need, I want to stay. This is the high school I've been in since ninth grade, so yeah. I want to finish this year off with them. My friends are here. I'm kind of scared of high school, public high school in North Carolina, because I hear so much things. <laughs> That happened here. 
So yeah. I was like, nope, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay here. Very fair. Um, so I did, uh, and I didn't really, I don't remember having a counselor. I don't remember talking to them about my future or what I'm going to do. But since my mom was here, I decided, okay, I'm going to study my to get my bachelor's here. That's all I had in mind. I had no like fixed plan of a specific uh, career field. Career field, exactly, or wow. anything. I mean, I liked chemistry. Okay, you like science, yeah. I like because my chemistry teacher was awesome, and it was challenging, and I and I like challenging things. Um, so I liked chemistry. I did well in it, but. When I came to North Carolina, they didn't accept me immediately into UNCG. Mm, that's right, yeah. Um, so I ended up going to GTEC for um, chemistry. I started off with chemistry. I love that. Yeah. But then I decided, oh, I'm not sure if I want to be a pharmacist, because that was kind of like my idea of chemistry, going to be a pharmacist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up um, changing to undecided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... I realized that most of the classes that I was taking were, were psychology classes and sociology and yeah. And I said, why don't I just tailor this to a psych, psych associates? Yeah. Um, and that's what I did, and I graduated with my associates in psychology. Psychology, yeah. yes. That's very. It's, it's kind of. I think it's kind of cool to come in without a plan because obviously in college you can go a lot of different directions mm-hmm. and. I guess when you go undecided at GTEC, does that mean it is... How does that work? Like, you, what you classes get, do you take? You can get, like, a, I think it's called, like, a liberal arts associate's degree. Okay, gotcha. Um, and that could transfer so that you can later go into a yeah. four-year college. Um, gotcha. That makes sense. To do whatever you want. Um, yeah. If they accept you, the program accepts your, you know... They accept <laughs> they you. Yeah. Um, depending on your, right, on what you're choosing. Um, but... I decided to enter the psych department at UNCG, and I, I got in. Oh, yeah. You're super excited. Yeah. That's cool. It took a little, it took a while. It took a little Curves bit. here and there, you know, working <laughs> for a year, going back to school, yeah, partying too much, failing a few grades, getting back into it. I wish I would have been more on it, because now I owe 30 grand. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's like, let's hope that after a few more years, I'll get into, like, a student loan forgiveness program or yes. something. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was thinking, because you're a teacher now, I was thinking maybe the teaching fellows thing, but I, they, I guess they didn't really fall in. Because you didn't go to UNCG to teach. No. Okay, so I guess you can't. Okay. But Look. interestingly, um, I, I had the opportunity, because I was in a, I double majored. I did my psychology, and because, you know, a bachelor's degree is so many credits. Yeah. Well, I decided to double major with Spanish. So I got I got that on my degree, and they asked me, "Do you want to just do one class so that you can be a teacher?" I was no. like, "I don't want to be a teacher. No, thank you. Heck, no, <laughs> absolutely not." Um, and look at me now. I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. <laughs> You're so, a teacher, Lena. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, I guess if you would have went through that route, you could have get the forgiveness thing. I get after like no. Well, I mean, I could have had my license. Like oh, I could have gone through. Yeah, that's right. But you know, the forgiveness program. I think it's that you just have to work in a, as a teacher for ten years. Is it ten? Oh my! If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Oh my! I have to look into God. it a little bit more. My mom has been bugging me. Look into it. That's all. I mean. I mean, no, it's great. Ten years and ten years will probably fly by the teacher, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's a long time. It is. <laughs> but for giving thousand dollars of debt, you know, it make it probably make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So you're you're kind of flowing through, 
UNCG kind of like, ah, we'll see what happens, you know, yeah. Spanish and psychology. Yeah. Um, how was that? And that was that's kind of around the time we met. We don't know exactly yeah. when we met, but we met while we were in college because you knew Anthony and whatever. Um, but yeah, so how was how was, how was the programs? Like, what what, what were they I, were they pretty difficult? They were very challenging. I, I honestly, I'm so grateful for having gone to UNCG because it really opened up my. Like, I became more open as a person, my views, my perspectives of life. Um, uh, I met so many people mm, yeah. and good influences, good friends, good teachers. Um, it was, you know, just networking with with my colleagues and mm. all that was such a great experience. Um, however, the psychology department is no joke. It is, is it rough? a lot of reading articles Ugh. and writing uh, res- reflections and responses, citing your sources. Um, and even though I almost literally died, like I was... Really? Going through so much. It was so much pressure because yeah. I didn't know I was ADHD. That's right. And everything in my life was like drowning me. Like oh, depression, wow. relationships, like yeah, not really prioritizing my things. So I was just like, everything was pulling me down. Um, I, 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 It was so hard, but I'm so grateful now because now I have a better understanding. I'm more educated. I'm more open. Um, I'm more accepting of things, um, and so I think that's the one thing that I take away from having been at UNCG. That's amazing. So, what made you finally go in and get tested for ADHD? Did someone give you? I was failing. I was on a pro. I was on a academic. Oh, what is pro- it called? Probation. Probation. Yeah. 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 And so, I was looking for help. I went to my counselors. I actually did that by myself because. I wanted my degree. I wanted to yeah. push through to, to at least get my bachelor's degree. Yeah. Um, and my counselor was like, well, why don't you get tested? And I'm like... Tested for what? what for ADHD. Yeah, 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 ADHD. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Where do I go? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. She was like, well, we have a program here. She educated me on that. UNCG has its own like facility of or department, its own building. Really? That helps give therapy group therapy like it's a whole program and they had incentives they said okay it's four hundred dollars but we can take it we can apply it to your loan you don't have to pay it up front yeah like okay sure let's do that um i have to pay back anyways at one point Mm -hmm. or get it forgiven um (laughs) um so when i did that i mean i met amazing people in the program i met other people with adhd Mm mm-hmm um, I had therapy. I had one-on-one counseling sessions. Um, I was prescribed at one point medication. I forgot the name of it. Um, it was not Riddle, and it was something else. I think it was Adderall. I think. Adderall? Oh, really? Um, oh, interesting. And the medicine helped me. Like I was able to focus and like finish things because you know with ADHD you get so distracted yep. you don't finish For things. Hearing, yeah. Um, and so I, I had, you know, thanks to my medication and thanks to the therapy, I was better able to organize myself and prioritize and, you know, my, my motivation to just graduate helped me also because I was so close. Like I was like literally a year away from graduating. Oh, you were right there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, nope, this is not happening. I'm going to graduate. Um, so oh all of gosh. that, all of that, um, 
That's very interesting. Yeah. So tell people who don't, you know, who don't know about ADHD, like maybe how that, f- paint a picture of like how that feels. And you're like, I mean, is it like, in your, is it fuzzy in your brain? Like you just, you can't, obviously you can't focus on one thing, but like, is there anything you can really remember about it that was like just very daunting? Well, what I know of ADHD is that it is not so much a lack of attention, but it is attention to so many things that you cannot really focus on one thing. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, when you ask me a question, I'm already thinking of three other things to say. Oh, okay, Before I choose what I'm going to say. And that's why that that process is slow. Yeah. That, That is why it is very... It takes us time to process, to write, and sometimes... I also am kind of a perfectionist, so I'll go back and read things five times before I say, okay, it's okay. Oh, and wow. Go, and then move on, you know? So I have to force myself to just go, go, go. Later, I'll let it go, go, go. Like, yeah. don't don't look back. Just go. Just go. Just, just focus and just, just go. <laughs> just go, yeah. Brainstorm and then go back and then start revisiting what I've said. And wow. It takes, it's a lot. It takes out a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, A lot of rewiring of the brain and awareness mm-hmm. for me to complete something in a timely manner because wow. can complete it. it just takes me a long time wow. and plus you want things to be done with quality so, yeah. yeah so, so that's something sure. that yeah, yeah what, I remember once I had a teacher it was like creative psychology or something like that and he had he had us write a paper and it was supposed to be like an intro a body and a conclusion yeah I submitted an intro <laughs> And I got a C. Oh. And you know why? Why? It was because I put so much detail into my intro that it was literally an intro, a body, and a conclusion. <laughs> In your intro. In my intro. Oh my God, that is insane. <laughs> and I was like, whatever, whatever you give me, I'll accept it. And I got a C. I was like, how did this happen? I just submitted an intro. This is like, this intro was really good. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was yeah. really good. But you didn't give me anything else. Yeah. Wow. So the medication, does that just help you narrow things down quicker? Like what does the medication do to make it tolerable? Um, well, it, it helps me process things quickly. And mm-hmm. instead of me being scatterbrained, like thinking of a million things at the same time, it helps me focus on one thing. Interestingly, like it, like I know what I got to do. I'm going to do it. Okay. That takes self self-motivation right yeah but the medication helps me focus on that thing read it pretty quickly understand it and then complete it wow my brain is like more attentive that's insane yeah it's i don't know how it works science wow science (laughs) science what you love (laughs) yes so you got through so that obviously that helped you get through the rest of the program with shout out to for having that program the adhd facility i never knew that was a thing the one thing i regret about college is not using all the facilities that was on that campus Like, I regret not going. I didn't use half that stuff. We had, there's meditation rooms. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's like, there's the body the, massage. Body thing. massage. <laughs> all that stuff. The the writing centers, the resume building centers. Like, all I never used yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm stupid for using that. So, yeah. make my life a little bit easier. Because oh, yeah. everyone goes to I me. Mean, it was, college can be very depressing, very hard, yeah. very whatever. And I did it the hard way of getting right, that yeah. stuff. I you agree, know? me too. I mean, I think we're just wanting to go through the program, get it done without really 
Yeah. I I regret not using my counselors as, as much as I did. Exactly. That's a beautiful brain to pick on, and I never really did that. You never did. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And back then, it either is included in tuition or, or cheap, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As far as doing that, those and that stuff, like having therapy or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. We can pass on to our friends. Like, hey, if you're in college, use that stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> if you're listening to right, this, for real. please. Yes. Um, so you got through the psychology program. Uh, shout out to you going for going to get help. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, when you graduated, did you obviously you're a Spanish teacher now? So you're part of your double major. Mm-hmm. Was that? Would you really? Did you want to go into that, or did you want to go into psychology? Like, what was the, what was your plan? So. With psychology, if you want to be a counselor or a psychologist, you have to have a master's. Master's, yeah. So, after all of that, I was kind of stuck. And so, um, thanks to my Spanish degree, Ah. and thanks to a teacher, Ms. Sotomayor, she referred me to do service, a community service at Faith Action International House. Oh, wow. And I'm so grateful for that experience. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, because I ended up um, learning so much about the community and resources. And I, I learned that I like helping people. Mm. And I was kind of like a case manager. Like, I would help refer people to different resources and yeah. places for help, for food, for housing, for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for two years. I two started years. through AmeriCorps. So I had a little ah, stipend. Yeah. Um, and after graduation, I continued as an AmeriCorps member. Um, because I did enjoy it, but then of course it's not financially. Oh yeah. Um, how do I say? Um, financially, uh, not stable. Um, I guess suitable. Yeah. I, it, it, I cannot it, it, live on that. Sustainable. Yeah. Sustain. sustain yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sustain your lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I had to find a job. And so I said, okay, well, let me see at the, uh, clinic. I worked at a community health and wellness clinic in mm. Wendover. Oh yeah. As a, uh, uh, not the receptionist, but the person at the front desk who, you know, welcomes you in, gets your insurance, checks you in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, know, I, know, I don't know the title, but I know oh, what you mean. Oh, uh, registrar. Registrar. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, was, I, learned, I knew Spanish. They were looking for a bilingual registrar. Yeah. And because yeah. that clinic has a lot of Spanish speaking um, patients. Um, and I did that for two years, but then, you know, the pay wasn't very good and there wasn't any upward momentum no, so i decided yeah. to um my friend from one of my friends from faith action said hey they're hiring at guilford county schools would you like to you know work as an office support and so i said sure so i started at guilford county schools as an office support wow so yeah. um i moved up into an office support two to an office support five and then i said okay i can I can't stay at this pay either because it's like a receptionist pay. Oh, yeah. I have a bachelor's degree. I can do so much more. And then my, uh, one of my supervisors was like, why don't you get into teaching? You have a Spanish degree. What are you doing with your life right now? Very true. Yeah. And I said, because I'm scared of teaching kids. They don't teach teach somebody as kids. Um, I never thought that I would be, um, able to put like, emotionally put up with being a teacher, you know, because it's a very draining job. I imagine. So I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. The worst case scenario, I quit. (laughs) I look for another job, you know. Very true. So, I mean, I pushed myself to get out of my comfort zone of being an office support. And I applied and I got a job at Page High School. (laughs) Wow. What year was that? 
this was uh, this school year I started. This is your first year. My first year. Yeah. Well, still during COVID, kind of. So it's so kind of weird. It was right after um, remote learning, so it's the first year where kids are back into the school building. Wow. Okay, let's do another question, and we go into that to okay. that life. All right, what's the other? you can either do the other side of that one or a different one, different okay. card. Yeah. Another question. Oh. Uh oh. Okay. Whatever, whatever you want. Oh goodness. <laughs> So, oh, oh, that's part of the one you need to ask right there. That one you were just like, ooh. It's such a deep question. I don't think I'm ready for that All right, right okay. Now. All right, fine. Right, um, so what is one thing you like to do that sets you up for a great day? Wow. Okay, I'll start with this one. So you, did, you start with the last one. Okay. Oh, man. Meditation and yoga. Mm. Um, you just, I know it's that one thing, but I think those things to me go kind of hand in hand. Getting up and moving my body intentionally just it sets my brain up for the mm-hmm. day. I, I'm not one to. And that's kind of. I recently discovered that during COVID. You know, I used mm-hmm. to be that person that get up and just without any really direction or really plan, mm-hmm. just go do stuff. Mm-hmm. But doing yoga meditation, get my mind right for the day is has been key. Yeah. To especially with me juggling all this shit, podcast and mm-hmm. photo, video, all this creative stuff, I have to do that to for having for me to have a productive day mm-hmm. yeah and drinking some water i'm yes. putting that all in one thing yes. i know it's that one thing but <laughs> they all work together dang it yes yeah. yeah yeah i would agree um i i would say self-care mm. sleep um yeah got you. so important um and staying positive like yeah. trying to not take any baggage with you throughout the day just leaving it there <laughs> i'm with it um, i'm with it i used to have such bad habits like i wouldn't sleep right i wouldn't eat right i wouldn't like the basic human needs you mm. know um yeah. and i didn't realize how draining that was oh like, god if you eat you know at three instead of i mean it doesn't really matter when you break when breakfast you eat, but yeah it's it affects you if you're taking a test at before three. Like mm. if you're not feeding your body, yeah. you're not going to be able to, yeah. to, to be productive and, and give things with quality. And so I learned the importance of that. And so now I really prioritize my sleep. I go to bed when I need to go to bed. Yes. I wake up early. I try to wake up earlier than I used to because I know waking up earlier will give me more time to do what I need to, to self care to have breakfast. Got to. Um, and to do that before leaving the house. Yeah. With, with kids, I feel like when you're teaching kids, I would say I, I'm sure you enjoy it. And I know it's a very rewarding work. Mm-hmm. But just, I think you need that time in the morning to just really prepare. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Your mind for the very, day. Very, very important. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, when what, because what grade are you? High schoolers. So I teach Spanish too. Okay. To high schoolers from ninth through twelfth grade, and it works because some people in middle school, some students in middle school already took Spanish one. So I have some freshmen, um, and then uh, students who took Spanish one in ninth grade that are already in tenth grade are taking Spanish two in tenth grade. Wow. So vice versa, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious. I mean, obviously prepare all you want for teaching but i'm sure when you got there you were like this is insane like yeah 
<laughs> so how was it going into your first day of teaching? Like, was it crazy? Obviously, you had a curriculum you had to prepare and all that stuff. So Yeah, I, I was very prepared. I think I over-prepared myself. Yeah. So I, yeah. it wasn't too bad of a mm. day, actually. And students, it was their first day, too. So they were also a little nervous, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially being, having been remote. Um, so I, I really prepared myself. I had to do a little presentation to introduce myself to the kids. So yeah. I had a little presentation on the board and they saw pictures of me and my, you know, previous yeah. uh, experiences. And, uh, so they got to know me on the first day. Um, the first week I would say was, was challenging. Uh, I was learning names and I really oh, liked because they yeah. said it's important that you know their names, you know, and I yes. said, okay, I'm going to really yeah, take this on because I'm names. terrible with names, uh. <laughs> terrible with names. So I literally, I know all my kids' names and I have a hundred and like <gasps> between 160 to 180 kids. And you know their names. I know all of their names and some last names too. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Because every year, I mean, it's your first year, I know, it's but it's going to cycle through but some of the kids so you only see spanish too mm-hmm. okay so you don't what's the highest level that goes in college in high school um so there's spanish one two three honors ap and ib oh my god you're an ib pages ib yeah oh wow i ib um we're in central yeah that's wow that's like really i guess it's kind of intense for, for high intense. school yeah Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So Spanish too. So obviously that's I guess after introductions, after the, I guess the the easier stuff. Right. Um. So you really don't see the same kids after they leave you then. Sometimes I. So if they change, um, my teach. So I might teach Spanish three next year. Depends. Okay. Yeah. Because they switch us up. Um. And if that's the case, I might see some kids. You see some yeah. kids again. That would make it even easier for memory days. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all throughout, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. So, you being Spanish-speaking, even just kind of jumping back a little bit because I'm curious how it was for you because you being Spanish-speaking. Learning it, was it challenging for you to learn that in college? Because obviously, they go deeper into the language. Absolutely. I would agree 100%. One, um, because Spanish, so I took Spanish in high school. <laughs> and I had a very intense Spanish-speaking oh, teacher. I bet you did. Um, and so I did not do good. Like, I failed mm. 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. I passed it. I don't know how. Oh, my um, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I, first, I didn't want to be a teacher. And second of all, I didn't want to be a Spanish teacher. Mm. But I ended up loving the language in college. Like, the teachers helped me understand and appreciate Spanish and also um, being around my Mexican friends here in High Point, Greensboro, you know, growing up with um, my Mexican uh, family, I would say, helped me understand that there's different ways to say things in, in, in Spanish from Mexico versus Spanish from Puerto Rico. So my, my, our Spanish is, it's still Spanish, right? But they have different ways of saying different things. Exactly. And so I learned a lot. I learned even expressions and, and you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's crazy how different it is. Um, but uh, that helped me appreciate it and love it and even more and learn more. So when I went through the Spanish department, it was intense. I mean, we had to do a lot of writing, but the teachers were so good. Yeah. Like, not to say anything about the psychology teachers, they were also good, but Spanish, the Spanish teachers there, it was just a different, like, vibe. Yeah. And um, 
And I think my love for Spanish also got me very interested in what I would do is I would write about my psychology. So I would in Spanish. So I learned oh, a lot of lingo in Spanish yeah. of psychology terms. Yeah. And so oh, that's, that's my teacher together. loved my writings and reflections because I would talk about psychology. <laughs> what an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. I remember going through and I, and also with you saying the different types of Spanish. I mean, like if you go to like Spain versus Puerto Rico, right. it's probably a little different as far as maybe the dialect or Yeah. It's kind of like New York English with In, some North Carolina absolutely. English. Absolutely. Very England different. English. Yeah. You're 110% correct. In the West Coast, these guys, it's all it's all it's, it's the same English, but different. But it's very different. The yep. accent, yep. The, the expressions, the way of saying yep. things, it's the same thing that I'm explaining. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. And have you traveled out to any Spanish-speaking places that's not Puerto Rico? So I've been to um, Dominican Republic. Okay, yes, DR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been to Cuba. Oh, wow. I guess it was kind of recent because I kind of reopened within the last 10 years, I think. So when I went, it was 2015, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still needed a permission. So it wasn't as strict back then, um, but I still needed like a paper to say I have either I have family here or something. So I've never met my family before, but I said, I have family there. Yeah, I mean, it's you my do family. family there. <laughs> your, your father's from there, yeah. Yeah, my father's from there. He lives in, he stayed in Puerto Rico at the end of the day after, you yeah. know, my mom took him there, but. <laughs> but still, you have family there. Yeah. But yeah, my um, father's cousin, whose name they gave me, Alina. Yeah. There, and she has a daughter there, and she remarried. So that was the family that I ended up seeing. Yeah. Yes, I love that. That's amazing. Okay, so back to you uh, teaching. It's your first year, which is almost done, right? Because yeah. school year ends in May. Yeah, we got one more quarter left. One more quarter. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about it? Good. Um, it, it's certainly been a hard year. I've learned a lot, but I'm so grateful for my psychology, honestly, because I've used more of that than I've used my Spanish. <laughs> wow. Especially with these kids going through what they're going yeah, through. If, if, if you're not well grounded in, in being able to cope with a lot of the, you know, emotional turmoil that students are dealing with nowadays, it's going to be almost impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is part of the other than the teaching part, which is, I guess, the hardest part with the kids. I mean, obviously a lot of them probably come from different family dynamics and backgrounds, right. and they're probably bringing a lot of aggression maybe sometimes. I've heard different stories from different teachers of you kind of almost babysitting more than teaching. Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. So is any parts of that kind of difficult that, you know? Certainly. I was, um, I've learned a lot this year. I've learned that I have to treat each class differently, like certain mm-hmm. periods have kids that are more i guess because you know the schedules it depends on the schedule and if their kids are in schedules that are like in more um or in less advanced classes then i'll get chunks of yep. kids that are in different periods with less advanced and then i have kids more advanced so i have to treat each class differently oh, it's yeah. crazy. Um, and especially the demographic at page like interestingly there's a very drastic difference in like kids that are super rich and kids that are super poor mm. um wow. so you see a lot of groups little little clicks here and there yeah and so um it's challenging in yeah. that in that fashion to to be able to holistically give instruction and have everyone focus and be engaged and yeah yeah and do the best that i can as a teacher <laughs> i can only imagine it's it's crazy think about high school kids now i think about high school a lot because that was such a 
weird four years. I didn't realize how, and I had it decently easy. I had a good time in high school, but that's a that can be, be some hard years for some people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of my friends who are going through their first spouse of depression and mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of cliques and a lot of just, you know, bad mental shit happening in, in, in high school. Mm-hmm. So, um, wow. You've been a teacher in there. You probably see a lot of it. So yeah. I'm sure that's very interesting of, of, of whatever. But you seem to be doing well. You seem to, you seem to like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pushing through. Um, I know this year is the hardest, so I'm like, I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, well, I'm happy you didn't have to do the virtual stuff because I know it's, it can be kind of difficult teaching a different language virtually. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather be in front of the teachers, you know, learning a language. Yeah, it's it's very. I'm, I'm sure. Like there was, there's been a lot of la- loss in learning. Yeah. Because so, because kids would log on, but they wouldn't be. Hmm on like they would be on their phones probably somewhere else not really paying attention so a lot of kids that i have in spanish too that were forced to be in spanish too are not prepared for spanish too Mm, so i've had to do a lot of going back into spanish one numbers colors like things that they should know already and i have to repeat myself and like really give hands-on instructions so that they can get back with spanish too or get on to spanish too oh my gosh yeah and I guess you did, did you do lateral entry to get into teaching? So I'm on emer- an emergency contract right now. Oh, okay. Because there is a, I guess a high, uh, well, it's hard to find Spanish teachers. There's always a lot of shortage. Of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I, I was able to get in on a, an emergency contract. But after a certain, I think after the year, the principal has to approve me to go on to a, a second year. Um, but what's recommended is that I go ahead and do the lateral entry program, which is what I'm applying for. And I actually just finished the interview on on Thursday or yeah. Friday. So I'm just waiting for a response to see if I'm accepted into the district program. Cause awesome. I, I could go to a university, but it costs like 10 times more to do it at a university. So I'm just going to do it with the district. Yes. And it's a lot cheaper and right. you can do, I guess is like night classes. Like, yeah. Um, um so it's a one it's a 12 month program they have um if i'm not mistaken they have um most of it virtual um i don't think i'll be going into a an actual building or facility to take mm, classes interesting um so it's a lot of but it will be intense in writing they say that it's mm. it's kind of like a master's program on steroids because they're encompassing two years into it's one 12 months <sighs> so it's gonna be intense but it's gonna be um, within the district, um, I'll have supports and coaches um, to help me, and um, and I feel I feel prepared. I mean, I've been through college. Yeah, so you've so. been through it. You've been through the writing and all yeah. that stuff. Anyways, you'll be fine. I'm a pretty good writer, so yeah, you're probably an amazing writer. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Okay, I'm rooting for you. It's be so great Thank for you. you. Yes. And do you think you'll want to move up to the more advanced classes? When that, when it, if the time comes, like teaching, yeah, like AP, IB, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they can put me in. Oh, you can you can do it now if you I wanted can, to. Yeah. Oh, they can put me cool. In it, yeah, and they asked me several times, but I I chose to do beginner just because it's my first year. I want to get my feet in the water a little bit. Yeah. But then you know, yeah, yeah I'm capable. Just... I just gotta maybe refresh my brain a little bit. Yes. Study read the book and then teach it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, being a teacher, I'm telling you, it's y'all are. 
I wish y'all got paid more. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're constantly studying. We're constantly teaching. We're constantly working and grading. We're constantly doing personal things, too. Like, yeah, per- yeah, your personal life, when you do your things you want to do, but you're grading papers and you're, I feel like it's hard to turn your brain off from teaching, you yeah, know. There's no off. <laughs> yeah, it's always on. Yeah. So, well, kudos to you for doing that. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, but we're going to do some fun stuff. Well, the teaching is fun stuff, too, but I want to talk about your music. Because oh, yeah. uh, it's very, it, it impressed me a lot. Like I said, I, did, I, did, I didn't know you did it. I was scrolling through randomly. I was like, what? <laughs> Band? So you went to Poor House and Raleigh and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So let's, let's let's talk about that. So obviously you've been into music and dance and all that all your life. Mm-hmm. What sparked you to get into a band and playing guitar? Like when did all this start? So I've always loved music. Um, my mom sings too. Um, and so I, I knew a lot of, because, you know, I... I wasn't very responsible when I came. I was always partying and dancing, so I knew mm-hmm. a lot of people. I networked with a lot of people, and so um, one of the people that I met was a drummer from the Acoustic Guys, and um, I saw him randomly at a um, restaurant, Mariachi, and I was like, hey, um, can can I sing? <laughs> like, are you in a band? He was like, no, I'm not in the Acoustic Guys anymore. I'm kind of, like, creating my own thing now, and so... He introduced me to Pepe. Um, well, I already knew Pepe. He's the guitar player. Okay, um, yeah, shout out to Pepe. From, yeah. Um, and so he lives in Raleigh. And so he has a lot of connections in Raleigh, mm. which is how we got to the poorhouse and all that. Yeah. So we, you know, hooked up and we started, you know, practicing music and like. I love that. Playing some songs that we all knew. And I learned some new songs. And so ah, that's yes. how it went about. Was it mostly covers at first or was it original music? Mostly covers. We didn't yeah. have original music. Yeah. I mean, they had written a few things on their own, but as a group, we didn't have much. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. now we've developed a few songs. We have like three or four songs. They're just not on Spotify or anything yet. We're still working into getting them recorded. Yes, and Dolce Melodrama. Dulce Melodrama. God dang it. Dulce, Dulce. <laughs> Dulce Melodrama. Yes. And what? So who came up with the name? Um... We all did. Yes. I think, well, first of all, Dulce, because of one of our friends who lent us a garage to practice for our first few yes. um, days as a band, or weeks as a band. Um, and Melodrama, because I think I came up with that. I can't remember for sure, but I was like melodramatic, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. So, yes. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. So, you met the drummer, and then he introduced you to Pepe, and no, Pepe is a guitar player. Yes. Yes, and then... And Leo is a drummer, and we all knew each other already, but when I... I hadn't seen him in years. Yeah. And so when I went to the restaurant, I saw him again. He was, like, on the sidelines. I was like, why are you playing? He was like, oh, I'm not in the band anymore. We're doing our own thing now. They had a different thing going on with um, Leo and Pepe. Yeah. But then when I presented myself, they said, hey, she could be our singer, you know? Because they were going to do, like, a DJ and... Yeah. Uh, I forgot exactly what their plan was, um, but they were gonna kind of like get songs and DJ songs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but when I came in the picture, they the, we decided to develop the Dulce Melodrama. Oh, I love that! Yeah. Yes, gotta get in practice. So you practice guys in Raleigh or Greensboro? Just mostly in my house. Mostly. Oh, it's at your house. <laughs> so I have a I bought a townhome in 2017. Gratefully, because now the prices, oh, about to the prices say, of dude, the houses are skyrocketing. Good high. for you. I'm so lucky. Um, and it's a townhome, so I have to like make sure the walls are sealed because I have neighbors, but. Um, yeah, we mostly practice in my house. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Yep. That's we wild. Have, we have a whole like we he has his drum set. Um I have my my mic and my guitars and like we have a whole it's a den. It's a very small room, but everything is there. <laughs> I love that. So you learn guitar was it for this project or were you already playing? I was already playing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was I'm a lot better now. Yeah. Like because yeah. I practice much more. I saw your video. Yeah, I saw yeah. videos on everything. Oh scroll through and watch all of them. I saw <laughs> when you did something on the Hanging rock, I guess you yes, were hiking. Yeah, watch yeah. this. Yeah, watch all of them. They're really good. They're they're beautiful. Their Thank songs you. are beautiful. And I told you before you started, I don't know a lot of Spanish, so I wasn't really sure what was the lyrics were or whatever. Yeah. But um, for original songs, you do have. You say you have like four songs you've mm-hmm. written, and mm-hmm. you writing lyrics mostly. How's how is the music writing? Um, how's it happen with you guys? Yeah, well, we we pitch in because I I I, ha- I like to write. But I don't finish because that's, you know, my thing. It's hard for me to finish and I'm not on medication anymore. So because my life is going pretty good, you know, so far. So apparently they say if you're if you have ADHD, but it doesn't affect your life negatively, then you're not diagnosed, even though if you have it. Interesting. So if you're having a good time, if you're good with everything, if your life is flowing well, then you're not. And, and you don't have anything neg- that negatively affects your life, then you don't get diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. Even though you, even though you actually have it. So. Interesting. Yeah. I know so that. I don't, you know, I, I've learned to adapt and make sure I'm super organized and and all of that. So I don't I don't take medication anymore. So, getting back to where what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Did <laughs> you playing guitar, you learning guitar, writing music with your band? Oh yeah. yeah. So I'll come up with, you know, some some lyrics, but then, you know, Leo will pitch in or Pepe will pitch in. Oh, like or that. a friend Sophia, she likes to hang out with us, she'll yeah. pitch in and we'll create a song together. I've had I've created songs. Like I have a I have a song called Lo Permiti, like I accepted it. Yeah, um, yeah. which is pretty pretty depressing song. <laughs> oh yeah, it's real though. Right? But it's a real song. Yeah. Um and uh, it's about things that I've allowed in my life. Ooh, okay. Um, then and the experiences that I've had because of that, but it's because I've allowed it. You oh, know. Oh so wow! It, it's like if you don't change things, things won't change. Basically. Very true. Um, Very true. Very true. So I have one song that's pretty solid, and uh, I'm working on other songs with the band. So yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay. So I guess when you pitching lyrics or we to a song, I was just. Writing to me is very hard. I don't say I'm musicians write lyrics. I can write, I'll do guitar, bass, and keys. Music's nice. fine, but I cannot do lyrics. So is it pretty vulnerable putting those words into a song, like singing them? That has to be kind of weird. Like to me it seems like it's very weird, very yeah. hard for me to do. So is that how is that in front of an audience? You're talking about these not so great life experiences. <laughs> is it just wild to sing that? It is very vulnerable, I would say. Um, I did write one song that we did at a house party just to kind of introduce it before we played it in public. And the people were quiet. Mm. Like, they were like, shit, this is heavy, or I guess, or I don't know what it was, or maybe shit, this is terrible. Or, yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah you never know. Yeah. But it was very quiet towards the end, so we decided, okay, let's maybe not play this one. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so we, we try to like do like, presentations and like more smaller gatherings before we actually bring it to a bigger more public gathering yeah i love that though man i'm gonna link obviously the facebook page people can see the videos but Mm -hmm. i can't wait to hear here get recorded um but what are your influences in music like who did you have anyone you wanted to sound like or anyone you looked up to 
So I'm very open with a lot of genres and types of music just because I love sound and beat and rhythm and all of that. Um, but one of my childhood influences was Shakira. And it's oh, Shakira still. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I mean, I know pretty much all of her songs in one specific album. Um, and we play two of her songs, actually, because I, I wanted to play all of her songs. But the band is like, come on now. OK, we can't be playing Shakira. It's like going to be a thing. <laughs> so we practice the two songs that we, we play pretty consistently because the public loves Shakira, too. So it's yeah. like, yay, Shakira, you know? Of course. Of her old songs. Since her new songs are good, but they're kind of like more, more, I guess poppy or they're not as right. they're not like her original like her more like older songs um and so yeah you know like the yeah. older songs tend to just come yeah, to you yeah. same little groove yeah. yeah was that was that mostly what y'all kind of covered like when you did cover well, songs other than check it out um we we have other spanish pop rock yeah. songs that we cover and uh for example baracunatana um Another one is, uh, oh my God, I'm going blank. You're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> um, Shakira, este... I'm remembering songs, but not the band names. The, the band names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Little Jesus. Little yes, Jesus. Little Jesus? Yeah. That sounds awesome. I gotta look that up. Little Jesus. Um, Soe. Okay. Soe. Uh... Okay. That's amazing. More, yeah. I feel like I I know a lot more Spanish speaking musicians now just because of Spotify and I'll go through random lists. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently just saw uh, uh, Caliuchis. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I hope it's pronounced just yeah. correctly, Caliuchis. Uh-huh. Um, but she because she was, she was on tour with Tyler Creator and she a lot of her, her newest album is like all in Spanish. Um, beautiful. It's amazing. Um. I want to go to a lot more shows like that. So I, want, I definitely want to come see you guys and yeah. get exposed to this different you know, kinds of music. Um, do you think you guys will ever tour or play out of state? or? Well, we're very still kind of, well, we still, still have, well, we're three years now. But yeah. like I said, we're kind of slow moving because we do have, you know, we work and mm, we have. Yeah. So we're, we're not super focused in like doing any tours or anything. But we do have performance, random performances here and there. Like on May 5th, we have one at a restaurant in Raleigh okay. for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. And we have one on the 22nd of May for a festival in Winston. Um, so that's pretty much how we roll for now. It's kind of like doing, you know... Little things here, little and, there. Things here and there. Yeah. Well, it's, just like a, it's, 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 it's fun for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm sure you're not worried about... It you know, touring the country or yeah. anything like that right now. You're just having a good time right. and hopefully get it recorded soon, yes. maybe, possibly. Yeah, yeah. hopefully soon. <laughs> yes, yes, because I would love people to hear it. It's, it's, it's beautiful music. Um, and you just kind of do guitar right now, right? Do you I play, play any... I play guitar. I play the maracas. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I play the guido. Oh, do you? Um, yeah, I, I, I play a lot Lina. of instruments. Yeah, yeah um, going crazy. But mostly the guitar and singing in the band. Yes, that is that's very impressive. Mm-hmm. That, it, it blew me away. This is it's so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, you've done so much. You're yeah. doing a lot right now, teaching, and then obviously you get summer break soon, so you can get oh, a lot yes. more time to write music and. Yes. and <laughs> <laughs> any plans no for the for the summer coming up? Any mention some traveling? Definitely going to Puerto Rico to see my dad because I haven't seen him since pre-covid yeah because um, i've been so paranoid with all that but 
definitely going to Puerto Rico. Hopefully, I get to go to Spain. Um, oh, yes. I'm trying to budget yeah. to make sure I have enough money to survive when I come back from vacation. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes. But so, yeah, I want to go. I want to go to Spain because I haven't been. And apparently, I did the Ancestry.com and I have oh, Spanish, Spanish. Ancestry. <laughs> Spain. That's so Spain, cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. Which program did you use? Ancestry.com. Oh, you said, yeah, you said that. I know people use uh, that in, uh, what's the other one? XYZ. 23 and Me. 23 and Me, yeah. Yeah, so um, I've thought about doing that before, so I might have to see yeah, what's up. Yeah, yeah. It'd be super cool. Well, yeah, so we can find the, the band stuff is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not Spotify yet, but it's mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to tell my friends about it, because this is really cool. And um, uh, do you think you ever play, I guess Winston's close, but any Greensboro shows ever? We have played at El Mariachi Restaurant. Okay, yes. Um, but not much in Greensboro, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We played everywhere else, but it's fine. A lot bands. A lot bands when we do that. I mean, I get it. It's, it's weird because our first show was in um in an actual festival. <laughs> we were, you know, brand new. It was my first time performing. Leo and Pepe have performed before in other bands, but it was my first at time. At a festival. At a festival in October, outdoors and. And it was early enough, so there wasn't a lot of people there yet, thankfully, but it was at a festival. How was that experience? I was very nervous. Were you nervous? I had, a, I had a glass of wine, and I got my nerves, you know, calmed yeah. a little bit, and mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I, pu- I pumped myself up for it. You were like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do yes. it. Yes. I mean, if you're going to jump in the water, that's the way to do it. Right? That's why everything, everything else is probably pretty smooth after that. Yeah. He was like, I, I can do this now. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, I would definitely be the Winston show for sure because I'll be, because I'm traveling a lot in May, but I should be back for that. I want to see you guys. What nice. festival is it? You remember? Uh, the, I I think um No, I don't remember. Yeah, it's all good. I think it might be like a Latin festival. Oh really? So it's all that Latin music. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'll take my camera out there, take some photos. Yeah. That'd be so cool. <laughs> well, Alina, this has been so great. We're yeah. gonna do one more question. Okay. And then we'll we'll be out of here. Alright. Um we should choose the last one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is great. Oh Lord, she's not gonna pick a hard one though. <laughs> She's gonna go with this. Okay. Oh. They're both good. Oh, end it with a good one. End it with a good one. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to think more about that one. But yes. what is the most challenging thing you're dealing with right now? Okay. What is the most challenging thing? Ooh wee. I'll okay. I'll start. Okay. Okay. Um. I would say, I think throughout the whole COVID experience, I've obviously with the beginning of it, with people being home all the time, you kind of have to sit with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, for days and weeks on end before the world finally opened back up. Yeah. Um, a lot of self-image stuff, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of doubt with what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say just a lot of disciplinary stuff mm-hmm. being disciplined and going to bed on time like you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and taking care of myself but a lot of self-image issues that I've have gone I've gotten better with over the last probably two years awesome. that I've finally had to sit and really face yeah um it's who I am as a person mm-hmm. um but figuring it out and that's I know it's probably never ending journey but that's probably oh, yeah. the most challenging thing I've probably dealt with the, with the past with, within recently yeah. um 
it's been rough. A lot of therapy, a lot yeah. of meditation, a lot of uh, just, just, just going through it best I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you. That's that's hard Thank stuff. You. Yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. Um, what about you? I would agree. Um, I think you know with the discipline uh, things as well personally. Um, but also teaching, I think, has been mm. the most challenging thing. Yeah, I'm about right to now. say teaching is rough. Um, you know, waking up in the mornings and knowing that certain classes are gonna really test me. Um, is 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 hard you know my, I, I do have anxiety as well so mm, sometimes same. i feel my heart racing before a class comes in because i know certain students you know that i that i have to you know a guide and self and not self but you know um guide them yeah. <laughs> as best as i can um get me like a little riled up like i feel my heart racing and like i i, I need to be more aware of just trying to calm myself down, taking it easy, mm. and breathing. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think per- personally teaching right now is pro- probably one of the most challenging things yeah. that I'm dealing with. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm telling you. I mean, teaching is mentally, is, is ups and downs. Yeah. With you being, going right, you're going, do you think you'll teach for forever? Um, I think, well, n- I'm not sure about forever, but... For yeah. for now, I am sticking with teaching. I did um, submit the letter that says I'm, I will continue next year. Yes, <laughs> we need you. We need um, you. Because I know that the first year is just the hardest year. And I know that next year it's, it will get better. Mm-hmm. It still will be a challenge, right? Um, but, of course, that is with a lot of jobs. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, And I'm getting better at, you know, being a more firm calling home when I have to call home. Yes, call. If I don't call home, they're going to come back and do the same thing the next yes, day. Yes, it's very true. Um, you know, communicating more frequently mm. so that students are learning to not do the things that they do at times in class. Yes, yes, seriously. Um, communicating my expectations, reviewing the policies and the rules. So I know that I, you know, these are really important things that I need to take with me for next year like to be more on it <laughs> yeah and with it you got it yeah. you're the best teacher in the whole world <laughs> just let that it known okay yes uh, well i look forward to seeing your band live and i appreciate you for doing yeah. this because uh, uh you know you didn't you, you didn't have to do this you know you didn't have to you didn't have to drive all this way to come to be in my yeah. show and i really appreciate your yeah, time you're amazing daniel yes. i i was actually really thankful and looking forward to it because you, you're so talented i love your Thank photography you. yes it's amazing so yes you're doing good things too i appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you lena yeah. we're gonna take some photos after this because i get you your photos for the for the podcast thing. okay but we're done here awesome. listen to dulce mm-hmm. melodrama yeah um and support alina i don't yeah. know if she's spanish speaking doing her shit yeah. um she's going to Spain this summer in Puerto Rico. Rico. It's going to be amazing. See your pops and all that. But yes, seriously, we need you as far as teachers are concerned. (laughs) So stay with it as long as you can, but obviously take what life gives you. So thank you. Yes. Much love. Thank you for coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for listening. We've made it through the interview. Alina is amazing. If you have any questions (laughs) for her, I'll link whatever in the, in the, in the the comments. If you have questions about Spanish speaking or going into teaching or whatever, Mm -hmm. but um, Thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you you for coming. Yes. Bye. Bye.